Welcome to the Stabcast, a podcast dedicated to Star Wars Legion. You know what I do in hopeless situations? Yeah, <laughs> blow stuff up. Welcome, cadets and commanders, to the Stabcast. I am Will, Blue Man Group Heim, with Tim, Carrot Top at the Luxor, Hannon, and Ryan, Chippendales the Show, Slowoski. Ben, Cirque du Soleil Fowler, has fallen ill from exposure to the radiation cannons. How are we doing, gentlemen? Doing fine. Doing pretty good. Really tired, but doing fine. I'm just saying, the Luxor's a nice establishment. Like, I don't mind There's nothing wrong with the, the Luxor. Act there. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, the Luxor's not the yeah. problem. <laughs> it's not the stage's fault. Let me have this. Just yeah. let me have it. <laughs> and if your kids ask, it's the it's the small chipmunks. Not not the other. Yes, right. Rescue Rangers. <laughs> yes, that's the one. Well. <laughs> this week on Stabcast, Tim and Ryan travel to Las Vegas and tell of their journey. Will and Ben stay local. And not much more. <laughs> yeah, so I do want to welcome everyone to the Stabcast LVO recap. I will yep. be your moderator this evening. <laughs> uh, and as Thank Tim you. just said, fair warning... This is going to be a lot lot of battle reports and stories, and somehow even less Legion content and discussion than our usual amount. So, it, you know, if you're here for news and exciting things about the new releases... Eh. Yeah, we're, we're, but I don't think people come to us for that anyway. No, I'm, I'm still people surprised come people come general, to us at all. That's different. And if you that's do, you should yes. go to one of the other fine podcasting establishments. <laughs> yes, let us begin. Thursday afternoon... What were you all up to on your way to the Las of Vegas? So uh, I am pretty sure, Tim. What time did you leave uh, Knoxville? <laughs> um, my plane, I believe, took off from Knoxville at eleven fifteen. Okay, I was not uh, not that far. I should clarify. Um, yeah. Behind you, I touched. I took off at about uh, one thirty, one forty-five. I had a Ooh. nice uh, direct flight to Las Vegas. It was Ooh. just under. Uh, under four hours, which is, you know, I'm used to playing the layover game. And I will say, mm -hmm. if you could just cut out the boarding and unboarding parts of that, I actually really would have kind of liked a layover. Like getting able to like four hours to sit in a tiny ass chair yeah. and be cramped was, was tough. Yeah, I've done direct flights to LA and it's no fun. But now hear me out. What if you could stay on your plane for more hours than you were even supposed to Ooh. because your engine wouldn't start extra plane time backed up for free right right but you're sitting there because you're waiting for maintenance documentation then you get the maintenance documentation and you back up and you go to go forwards and your engine doesn't start and then they say okay we need to go around and turn back and come back so when the while they're waiting for the tug to come and get you they say hey what if we just turn it off and on again it's just an airplane engine who cares who how, how hard could it be so they just turn it off and on again and like yeah that works you know, I'm glad we're starting off at a reasonable, nice pace. Yeah. Well, I can. I may be able to raise you one. It's Ooh. not quite a trip to Las Vegas unless two rows in front of you is a 40th birthday party of a bunch of, um, we'll call them soccer moms, who <laughs> I kid you not, I watched them buy $200 worth of airplane alcohol. Oh my gosh, these women. <laughs> I'm it here was, for uh, it. I am here for hey, it. Hey, Skywine is more delicious. 
<laughs> Skywind is absolutely yeah. There's like no one cares about real life magazines. You know what magazine we all cared about? Sky Mall. It's uh, we all cared. It was uh, it was the rough to to be a part of because I was just ready to be off the plane, go on my journey, play some Legion. You should have joined them. And, you should have uh, joined them so hard. They you could have gotten free alcohol. Happy I birthday, Sharon! Woo! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Um, to, You're to, right. That haircut does look good and commanding on looks you. Looks great. <laughs> to skip That's a little right. bit further ahead, I, you know what? We'll, You'll we'll, definitely talk to the manager now. <laughs> we'll, we'll save this uh, for the end of the end of the podcast because the. Uh, when you have a small town like Knoxville and a direct flight on Thursday and a flight back on Sunday to Vegas, there's a lot of the same people on the flight. Oh, dear. Yes. <laughs> there's a resolution to this plot line? Oh, th- there's a resolution to the story. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Look at that teaser. Um, Getting them hooked. So, yeah. I uh, I landed maybe around, because you get to time travel when you come go from East Coast time to Pacific Coast time. So, oh, my God. flight took it's about so 20 bad. minutes. Um, it's magical, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, it was the longest, you know, twenty minutes of my life. But we—I land, I catch my Uber to the hotel, and I immediately check in. Uh, and then we get bought by the fifth trooper at the price of a cheeseburger. Um, Jay Solansky, thank well, you for lunch. You, you excuse yourself uh, very much. You got bought for the price of a cheeseburger. Yeah, and I mean, it's yeah, about what our operation founding, is worth. As a founding member of Stabcast, yes, remember oh, you were brought in later. It's okay, I later I on got bought for that. some tacos. <laughs> so I, Ben and I have not been purchased by the the Fifth Trooper Mafia. I so got, I got tequila and tacos out of the deal. I'm not mad. So uh, we had we had lunch, and then it was uh, then it was setup time once LJ arrived. And I began unloading and setting up tons and tons and tons of tables. Um, there were some magical freight elevator rides with Nathan Willens from uh, Critical X. That was a lot of fun. Uh, there was a freight elevator just off a hallway from our ballroom. And while Bally's never said we could use it, they also s- never said we couldn't. Exactly. Airbud rules. So... <laughs> What? There's no rule saying a dog can't play basketball. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, so we had a we had a nice time guiding people uh, to drop off all their terrain in these freight elevators and riding riding it up and down and, and setting up. And then I was tired. I had been traveling all day and packing all morning because uh, I do everything at the last minute. You do. And uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> and uh, I finally got to bed at about uh, eleven forty five midnight ish after getting done with uh, with dinner and. Uh, it was a it was a good time. It's a good time. So how, after your uh, engine problems, Tim, did you eventually reach Las Vegas? I did eventually. Finally, uh, several hours late. It was great. It's a good time. Uh, landed and uh, just was able to get in early enough to go and get registration done because of playing Friday. I didn't want to worry about it, so it was fairly uneventful. We just went and I went and helped set up a table. Uh, by that I mean I moved terrain from one spot to another. Um, I had all the gentlemen introduce me to each other and also to where the nearest alcohol fountain was. And then right, uh, right. that was pretty much the, Oh, and then I found an Italian restaurant that had bottomless wine included with your meal. So that's pretty much where I ended my night. <laughs> that's where your memory fades I don't know away. how I made it home. It is, actually. Uh, it's actually faded way before that. And then I found it kind of too late in the night. Right. I wish I found it earlier. It would save money. All right. So Thursday was a good prep and yeah. getting everything set up. So... Good to, good to see a bunch of people. And then it's Friday. Time for the Alpaz Serious Legion face. The competition. Right. So, uh, 
Let's go over your list, gentlemen. What did you take? Why'd you bring it? Etc. Well, I have discussed my list before. That's true. Uh, however, it is still the same thing, regrettably, but it's uh, fine. We'll talk about that later. Um, it was Two Snows, Flames, Frags, Officers, Veers, Bosk. Bosk has Hunter and Scopes. Uh, two Shores with Extra Body, the T-21 and Scopes. Uh, E-Web, Naked, a Sniper, and oh, a DLT Stormtrooper. And in a mortar. One mortar. I think that's all of it. And Ryan? Yeah, I took something a little different. Um, I'd been running, like, Triple Rebel Hero, and I cut Han out of my list. I moved, cut my Special Forces uh, Commando Squad from Warfare out. And that list I actually really do like. And I moved some points around, and I ended up with a similar skeleton, um, but very different results. I was running Jin with a steamed leader, her config weapon, and recon intel. Uh, Sabine with the dark saber and tenacity. Four rebel troopers. I think I had two Z sixes. No, excuse me, three Z sixes, and then one squad with an astromech and electro binoculars. A six man vet squad and an emplacement trooper, uh, the Mark II. And then my supporting cast was two rotary RTs. And one flamer RT. So Beautiful. I went for a, uh, I went for an armor skew, expecting to see quite a few tauntauns. And since the DLT had kind of faded away, hoping to to really maximize the use of armor. And against tauntauns, you can use them to uh, to block up with their their big bases and hide your infantry behind it. And ATRT support squad just seemed like a fun idea to try. Uh, my guys with the robot and the electrobinos would just kind of like shoot to throw some suppression down and then toss an aim token to whatever RT they were closest by and then fix something. And it was uh, also a nice little back cap uh, objective grabber, which, right. was, which was a lot of fun. The cheap unit that does that kind of thing. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I I did wish you decided on triple RT before like the Thursday before this event because you gave me about a week to I, paint these for you. I asked you if you could <laughs> do it and you said yes. You could have said no. I mean, I got it done. And they looked great. They really did. <laughs> Proud of you. I try. All right. Let the battle reports begin, gentlemen. Tim. Okay. Yeah. Get comfy. Audience, you'll, right. comfy. I'll yeah. be back in a half an hour. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> that's right. So my game one, put my game face on, ready. And what do we have for game one but a stab cast versus Legion Outriders podcast off game? Uh, it was Matt from Outriders. Uh, he had a tank and an ATST, which was very scary, so a double armorless. And this is probably a good spot as any to point out. There were tons of armorless on yeah. this, especially Friday. Saturday mm-hmm. had some, but Friday was was just full of armor, which made my heart happy. I just didn't bring anything really to super directly <laughs> fight that. But, well, I think, uh, you know, not that your it, list was meta, but you kind of thought yeah. along those same lines. The DLT is sure. gone. Right. So no, I have a deal. Absolutely. Well, I mean, by and large. <laughs> yeah. People aren't but bringing also crit, five of them. Crit one and right. Well, crit one, surge to crit. I had enough stuff to deal with it. But anyway, um, lots of tanks and ATSDs. Um, it was a good time. We played key positions on a really cool map that I think actually he designed. We, I would have liked a little bit more uh, area terrain and light cover and stuff. There were some great line of sight blocking buildings that were really cool that he designed. But even he looked at it and was like, huh. 
Yeah, there's not really anything other than those buildings, is there? Because <laughs> he didn't put it together. He just designed the buildings themselves. Right. <laughs> He's like, okay. Uh, and so we play key positions, long march, and clear conditions. Boo. Um, and it was, who? It was bloody. Um, my, at one point I had a man, a squad get reduced down to almost nothing. And he just ran back and just held on to the back point And he never left. Sergeant Steve just stayed in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, his armor was rolling fire, uh, which it wasn't, uh, I don't want to mispronounce. It wasn't like, Oh, those dice were loaded. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. He just had so many aim tokens mm-hmm. and other things. And he had the surge pilots on there. And so he just got it to where I think there were three or four heavy attacks in a row that were all uh, eight hits, eight hits, eight hits, eight hits. I said, okay. And at one point he actually completely deleted a uh, snow squad. They rolled two blocks. And so eight minus two, six, there are six men in a squad. That's a squad. So he just completely nuked a snow squad from from orbit basically um you know there's this cool thing called really, cover you can use right no not on that map that's the problem <laughs> there was nothing for me to hide behind other than a line of sight blocking but that's it i had to get the points but anyway so it was really close uh boss got some good hits in there i think boss ended up killing the tank after the tank saved a whole bunch of them <laughs> the tank the atsd went down easy enough that tank would not die i swear it just kept rolling blocks and blocks and blocks i mean that red save um, after armor is gnarly yeah it really yeah. is yeah oh no absolutely it was great um and again as an armor fan it did my heart good i was like oh i'm sad but also good for you uh, <laughs> so i was i was ready to lose it was not key positions. I'm sorry. Intercept the transmissions. I wrote that down wrong. I apologize. So it was the last turn. I believe it was turn five. We might have gotten to six. I think it was turn five. Um, I did not keep track of that. I'm sorry. He was. He had a turn timer there. Um, but it was the end of the game. And I was measuring everything. And I said, that's it. He's going to beat me. I think it was going to end up being six to four, if I remember correctly. And I said, okay, you know, that's fair enough. I, I couldn't get a bounty because Veers was hiding in a corner, rightfully so. My Veers was pushing up, trying to kill new units and get it evened out. But two things happened. A, my mortar ran. <laughs> and the mortar moved faster than I thought it could. Mm-hmm. They're pretty quick. And so it got to that middle point. Yeah, we made the middle point, and we were both skeptical it could make it. And then we measured it, and I'm like, oh, wow, it made it for days. And that helped even it out. But I still, I think, was going to lose on a tie. I think I would have been a closer margin, but I still would have lost. And then he did something. (laughs) I saw him do it, and we talked about this after the game, that if this was a casual game, I probably would have said something, or I would have measured. And I actually almost gave this away. So he moved one of his guys to where I couldn't shoot him, and it was behind a building. And he thought he was still within range one of the objective of the center objective and he was not and i looked at it and i saw that he was probably not in there and i almost took my range one measuring tool out to measure and i didn't and i said wait a minute because i would have telegraphed it and i said nope hold back let him let him do it and so he moved it and it was just a little too far out and then we got there and we he saw his mistake and he didn't realize it 
and he was very very sad it, it kind of i'm not gonna lie it kind of felt bad to win that way because then we went down to points destroyed and i had killed i will say sure. killed the atst and the tank so that was great um without any weak spots so that was also nice uh so just shooting it in the face enough times. Yeah, wasn't that a bounty uh, to kill both heavies in one game? It was. It was. It was a bounty to kill either a tank or an ATST without hitting the weak spots. Um, and I did both. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, so it kind of felt a little bad to win that way, but it's also kind of like, uh, it was so close. I don't know. It was, it was rough, but it was a good game regardless. Let me ask you this, Tim. With all Please. the effort you put into killing without using weak points two big yes. heavy vehicles on intercept transmissions yes. why yes. not just try to gun all of his trooper unit leaders uh i couldn't because he was hiding them too far away for me to shoot them or they were hiding behind buildings and things like that and there, were, there was enough buildings that they could hide behind and score the points on his side he was blue player gotcha okay so yes because yes. that's that seems like uh, a not lot, on my like, side a lot of effort so he had a beautiful position and he rightfully picked blue player here and and he basically made it so I had to cross a field of death to get there, to get the same cover that he got somewhat, no, I won't say naturally, he had to move up a little bit, but he got a lot easier than I did. And I could get a couple of trick shots on him, but I really had to like push up against the building and then go around the building to try and shoot him. Sure. So he, he played really, really well. It was a really good game. What about you, Mr. Ryan? How was your first game? Uh, game one for me was also a podcast showdown. Uh, I got Mike Cirillo or Ghost Walking, uh, frequenter of the fifth trooper um and it was kind of what i expected to play all weekend so i didn't really mind seeing it me and him had chatted quite a bit over lunch so it was uh, the day before and so it was really good to to hang out with him and actually get a game he had krennic bosk dts and a shoreline um so it's a it's a pretty spooky long range list while mine is kind of more aggressive and and knife fighty with Sabine and Jin, and then, you know, my RTs for, for range. I took a bit of a gamble with my early positioning, and I put my emplacement trooper in a f arguably hilarious spot. There was, like, a reactor that I could put him in that had some, uh, some grates on it for him to see through, so I pretty much deployed him, like, up high into heavy cover, because the thing was just under height one. Hmm. And, uh... And then I also sent Sabine, because we were playing Vaporators on advanced positions. He had sent his two sniper strike teams to his back cap so he could push his shoreline and Bosque forward uh, to his forward uh, moisture evaporator. And I'd sent Sabine on, on a solo mission to try to go clear off that back cap. And two things kind of happened. I put her a little bit... Uh, too far forward to where she took some shots round one that she probably shouldn't have if I would have pulled her back by less than half a base. And then he did a really smart uh, disengage action once Ma Sabine actually made contact because on Sabine's second turn, I double moved her uh, so because I couldn't see all four of the scouts. So I double moved her into base to base to start a melee to try to protect her. Um, but her token came up out of my bag a little too early, and he was able to to withdraw, disengage, get some good shots on her. And Sabine, uh, Sabine went down about a turn too early. Um, I had tried to, to hold the middle and force uh, an aggressive run by on his close vap, because we both kind of put an evaporator very far away from each other, and then we each kind of put one 
towards the middle. And obviously with Jin, I'm going to win the evaporator race because I just deploy Jin right on top of one. Yes, the troll and start move. and start, yeah, and start fixing it immediately. Um, and he was staying back a little while to get some shots on me as I was bringing my mobile cover, aka the ATRTs and my infantry up. <laughs> and my RTs were just not rolling what they needed to roll, even with aim tokens. In this game, I don't think I saw... I think I peaked at four paint, uh, even with aim tokens, sometimes multiple aim tokens. Um, did you get to flame anything in this game? Uh, I did not get to flame anything this game. Mm. Uh, spoiler alert, I did not get to flame anything all weekend. Boo. Um, oh, but that's... that's honestly, that's kind of okay, but I'll, ref I'll reflect on why that's okay yeah, later. We'll have a, um, we'll have a, a chat about that. So, we'll so a deep reflection time. So Mike, when my gamble with Sabine doesn't pay off and he gets her a little early and then is able just to kind of roll on the rest of my army because my whole hope was to get Sabine and either put pull one victory token off of his evaporator or not let him score it at all because he only put two strike teams there um, so to really kind of force him to spread apart and my list does really well if I can if I can break your your shoreline and blockade and make you go multiple directions uh, it didn't happen, and about turn three, once at the end of turn three, when Sabine went down, uh, the game kind of snowballed out of control for me, and it was a it was a pretty severe route. Um, you know that gamble could go a different way, and I think I'm in a really good spot, even if I still lose Sabine, because I make him have to divert some forces, I make him play my game, and if we have to do it again, I think I change a few things. Um, but it was a really fun game. Mike was a super fun opponent. Um, we were both good players. We were both looking forward to playing each other. And uh, it was even though it was a loss round one, um, it was it was it was nice to at least lose to to someone of, of such high reputation. Um, and because he beat me so quickly and so badly after my overly aggressive play, I got one of LJ's secret bounties. Ooh. Since I got to turn in the first match loss slip of the tournament. I got a Buddha Jar Jar statue. Ooh. I was Hooray. the first loser. I mean, you're first at something. Mm hmm. <laughs> there was at one point, there was one point where, uh, because uh, Zach Barry, Thrawn, who was one of mm -hmm. the judges, was going back and forth on our side of the hall. Um, and he gave me some occasional updates of your game because I was curious about what was going on over there. And at one point, you made some kind of save. And it was a really miraculous save or something. And he's like, yeah, he just saved this on the, on white dice. And I was like, no, no, he must yeah. be destroyed. Yeah, I think and Jin then, had some, uh, some silly rolls. Um, I had some ridiculous rolls, and I'll talk about them in my in my game too. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of which. But then you lost, and I, I was huzzahing. You've got the, the two opposite scores here, 1-0 and 0-1. Yes. Ryan yep. going for that I submarine. That submarine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, submarining soundbite because we all lose so much. Uh, anyway, <laughs> round two, fight. Uh, <laughs> so round two, I'm going into round two with stress of similar. It was reminding me a little bit, not quite to the same extent, but reminding me a little bit of our our prime, where I was like, ah, I'm winning, and that shouldn't be a thing. Yep, I don't deserve to be here. I'm bad. Does the winning stress hit um, at one zero? <laughs> For Tim, it yes, does. For me, yes. Okay. Absolutely. I don't, I don't, I don't get the winning sweats that. until I'm like 3-0, and it's like, oh, oh dear. 
Well, that's why I said it wasn't quite as bad as the right. prime. But I was like, oh, I, I'm doing okay. No, but I, I know what you mean. Um, like, I'm still here. <laughs> um, and I resolved that I couldn't drink. <laughs> oh, <God>. Anyway. <laughs> Um, I resolved that I couldn't drink until I lost because I didn't want to mess up oh, my concentration. So that's why you I actually mad. probably should that's, have. That was a mistake. Yeah, you got to loosen up. That was a mistake, but that's different. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> yes. So for my game two, I got to play the wonderful Jeff, who often plays with Legion Academy. He's wearing a Legion Academy T-shirt, repping them, um, and he was absolutely a true gentleman who deserved a better opponent than me. But this is what he got. <laughs> um, and we were doing it. We were we were setting up the game and. There came a point where I was red player. The whole, all four games, by the way, just FYI, I was red player, kind of. We'll talk about the game three, but <laughs> all, basically all four games, I was red player. Um, and so that being the case, I had the final say of what what game we played. And I looked at him and I, I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we're about to play a demo game. And he said, what do you mean? And I made it so that we played Clear Conditions battle lines key positions and it was i I, I died inside a little bit but i said hey i'm a playing imperialist i gotta i gotta go for what i think i can win um so much vanilla it was very sad <laughs> yes it was it was very much like i said this is a demo game this is a hair here let's start with this and we'll go from there um <laughs> so we set up and the map was very interesting it was an industrial map kind of very similar to what we played on will in our prime um okay Back in our prime, and it very much had <clears throat> our prime, yes, uh, and it had two, it had a raised platform in the middle, and it had two large steel walls on either side, and so we could just put our units behind these walls, <laughs> and so literally, I think for the first four turns, he was doing a lot of, uh, he had tauntons, by the way, he was peeping out, shooting with tauntons, and then going back into cover, and that's about it while my snows tried to creep up the sides. So my snows crept up one side quite effectively. The other side, they were facing Tauntauns, and they just kept getting picked off by Tauns, but it also drew their fire. It's okay. I wasn't super mad about it. It is, it is what it is. They did their job. But um, other than him popping in and out and shooting like that, nothing happened in, for four, about four turns. Like We just kind of moved occasionally. Maybe we thought about getting closer. Lots of standbys. Lots of like, ah, who's going to move first? Um, and it, I had to have this dilemma with myself, and we talked about this after the game, of the Imperial player. And so often, if you go back and listen to our other shows, you shouldn't. But if you go back and listen to our other shows, you'll hear me talk about how I should have been more aggressive. And I could see this game being a case, especially against Tauntauns, who can move so fast on key positions, where I could kick myself for not being more aggressive. So I said, you know what? Someone's got to do it first. By turn four, you know what? He's going to have to move too. So it's not like he's going to shoot me with his gun line. And so all of a sudden, we all went from standing there to everybody just running into the middle. An explosion of <laughs> um, movement. Trying to, trying to scale up these walls and things like that. Um, I think the last turn on turn six, it was turn six, uh, Bosk threw his Dioxys grenade and was like, aha, yes. Um, it didn't do nearly as much damage as I wanted it to. He got into melee with some tauntauns. He killed a tauntaun in melee. Um, I had a few misplays in here in these last few turns. So A, I might have maybe should have moved way earlier. So I think we both were kind of frozen because he was frozen my gun line and I didn't want to get into his range. 
And so I probably should have used that like extra range band that I had to move forward first. And I probably should have done that. So I realized that after the fact, but then also, um, did a few other things. I should have disengaged with a certain unit of, I think it was storms to let everybody else shoot these tauntauns to kill them. So, so they couldn't be capping the point. Mm -hmm. And then my other big mistake, the glaring one that I, I believe I probably hit myself in the head for this one deservedly. So, um, I forgot <laughs> that Chewbacca was hiding behind the point. Oh dear. And this is about the time that I walked by. Yes. And I was so mad and I was, I was not actually that salty in this game. Cause it was a pretty even, like we were just really close. We we're doing pretty good. And like dice rolls have been fairly normal. Um, nothing crazy. And I did that. And I definitely tilted against myself. And again, poor Jeff, wonderful gentleman. He did not deserve that, but I was so mad at myself because this again, it was like turn five or six. I realized and it was too late. And then, Basically, I had a chance at the very end of the game to shoot everything into the Tauntaun to try and tie for the middle point to then go to points destroyed, which I would have won on. But then I just, I didn't realize Chewbacca was there. And so I, I, I split fire to some other squad or something like that. And I thought I could kill the Tauntaun and I just, I split fire when I should have split fire and it cost me the game. It was very sad. I was very upset with myself that I just forgot Chewbacca moved up there. Right. <laughs> And the other issue with the, and this is a Never different complaint Wookie, against Tauntauns that I normally have. They were so fast. I just couldn't combat their speed more than their, their dice. It wasn't their dice. It wasn't their dodges. Gotta go fast. Speed. Yeah. I just couldn't, I couldn't get through that health and those dodges and that speed. It was just rough. Um, and again, just bad target priority cost me the game. Probably I'd say, but again, great game. Well, very well played. Uh, so then I was able to drink after that. And trust me, I definitely did after that one. It was rough. It was rough. Uh, but we definitely got down to turn six. We almost actually, we were, I think, a minute or two away from hard dice down. Yeah, y'all went so right we to were, it. Yeah, yeah we, we kind of surprised you got to turn six. turn six. Most competitive yeah, well, games, we I don't get that far. Pushing for six. Yeah, so it was a good game. Really good game. Great guy. Kind of, kind of on that point, I felt, at least for Friday, I heard the finals were a different story. Um, and at least the games I played in, the pace of play was actually pretty good. Yes. I I got no, to I, agree with that. I, I agree. got to a good place in all of my games. Maybe not turn six, um, yeah. But all of my games completed uh, to where they were they were done or conceded or foregone conclusions or, or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Like the extra turn wouldn't have mattered, right? Yeah. And when I when I say I'm surprised, no, I don't mean like I'm surprised you weren't slow played by an opponent or something. I just mean right. a lot of times competitive games are like turn four oh, yeah. and a half or five. Mm -hmm. So turn six is kind of something you don't see as often, but sometimes you do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I, I, I agree with you there, Ryan. I think all the games I played moved pretty quickly. Yeah. So what about your game? So in my game, we also went to turn six. I got to play uh, Les Nichols from Western Canada. Ooh. Uh, he told me where it was, but I couldn't remember or tell you. Well, it's, it's probably in the it's west probably part west of Canada. Of Canada. Yeah, that's just me. Yeah, it was in, a, 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 you know. There's a Vancouver back over country. there. Yeah. And uh, he brought a Veers with Binos double bounty trooper salad list. He huh. had okay. some DLTs. He had some medics. He had a mortar. He had some shores. <laughs> he had a he had a little bit of everything. 
Um, but the the focus was on a single set of shores, um, and then obviously Veers supporting his his double bounty hunters. And we played on this really cool uh, Naboo feed table. It wasn't the one they used in the stream on Sunday, uh, but it was probably the second coolest uh, feed table they had. And we end up, I end up kind of getting a bit of the dream with a box grab um, on on turn one with, with Jin. She got to deploy on the center box, and usually I don't like to go for the center box with Jin, but the way it's set up, if I could get one move with Jin, uh, the, the claim and a single move into heavy cover for one turn, and then one more move behind a big line of sight blocker, and I'm like, I'm a ghost, I'm gone. Oh, wow. Um, Ooh, fancy. What, now you don't even have a jetpack. Yeah, there was a great spot for my vets to kind of scooch up a little bit and forward deploy my Mark II, so it was touching a piece of heavy cover. So it was in a, a pretty safe spot. Um, I make the the first turn one box grab, um, and it was hostile environment too. And there was kind of a big road splitting our our city map in two, and so to cross that road with hostile environment with very little terrain to touch was super spooky. And so me being able to get that first box grab with complete the mission to make sure that Jen's going to get all of her actions was was super clutch. Because I even I even was a little greedy. And hung Jin out there, not activating her immediately first. Um, Just to and make then, sure to uh, your opponent. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't quite that. It was the fact that I set up my vets to go, and the first sh- shot that I made of the game was a vet Mark II uh, coordinated fire into his shore troopers in light cover. Reducing them down to one model. Ooh, okay. That was that was my first shot. Yeah, that might have been worth my it. My art. Yeah, I set my RTs up to to one to kind of play a defensive flank because he was trying to sneak Boba over a building and a DLT behind a building. So this, I kind of just used this um, one RT to zone anyone that tried to come out there. My other RT was a mobile piece of cover that just kind of added to this. Um, crowded building alleyway and then my flamer rt scooted along the long edge of the board to go hit his safe box it could creep almost invisibly behind a big building that i measured out before the game was just barely wide enough for the base of my rt between the board edge um and i could beeline it pretty much behind line of sight blockers until almost it was too late on his uh back box that he was going to just put minimal troopers to. And if I could flame those troopers down, um, I knew I pretty much had the game. Um, so turn one goes really hot my way. He dumps so much into that Mark II. His first shot gets my Mark II down to one health. And I don't think he gets it until turn, I don't know, four the mark two goes down he just keeps throwing dice and dice and dice at it and between the cover and it had some immaculate saves um immaculate. he just couldn't quite get it down yeah wait an rt making uh, he, saves 
No way. Mark my Mark II. Oh, okay. Making saves. I did get a couple clutch um, RC saves in that game too. Impossible against his DLT rolls. Yeah, they don't roll blocks. <laughs> he brings Boba over a big building, and I bring Sabine around a building to where they're pretty clear about a speed one move away from each other. I throw explosions, but if I go to my bag and as as long as I, no matter what I get, I have a pretty good plan for, and I don't feel the need because Sabine's only got one wound and no suppression, which she's super happy about um, because it means tenacity is on. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's nothing on the table that he has that can reasonably one-shot my Sabine off the table. I pull another token, and I take an action knowing that his Boba Fett token is still in the bag. And I take something to try to whittle away at some of his shores, and he pulls a token, and it's not Boba Fett. I'm like, great, Ooh. excellent. And I decide to go again, knowing that there's still not a very good chance that he's going to pull Boba. And I make another, like, RT attack to thin out, thin out some stormtroopers. And then as soon as I'm like, all right, I've, I've, I've pushed my luck as far as I can go. My next action is going to be um, throw explosions onto about a third of his army take my free speed one move towards the bombs, but putting me in base-to-base contact with Boba Fett, setting off the bombs, even though it may hurt me, Darksaber. Um, <laughs> but he pulls his Boba token. Uh-oh. And Boba flies on top of this building that my entire army is behind to where he can't, less can't even see it. Um... And there is a spot up there that's a little sculpted bird's nest just big enough for a base. So that means that Sabine cannot get engaged with Melee because there's no place for her to sit. And she escapes. So instead, I I zoom in, I throw my explosions, I get out of range. um, And the turn is still okay, but it's not as good as it could have been. For the next two turns, my army just hounds his bounty hunters. Everything shoots up at Boba Fett on the building. He's got heavy cover. Um, I eventually get, on the same turn, put Bosk and Boba on stims. Bosk activates, rolls two saves on his regenerate, and doesn't die to stims. What? Yeah. Uh, I do get Boba after Boba activates. But then I'm like, it's no big deal. I've got Sabine. She's nearby. She's got this. So I zoom Sabine in to try to start making a mess of of his lines as everyone's starting to to get low in model counts. And Gunslingers with Pierce love low model count activations. Mm -hmm. There is, from the start of the game, there is still a lone shore trooper unit leader running around. And I have Bosk at two hit points and shore trooper man at one hit point. Uh, where's Han Solo both both in gunslinger range and I roll my dice and I don't get either one of them if only you had one wound on the boss I know well the one set of dice on the uh, on the short trooper against the short trooper just all three came up blank oh Um, well no thank you that yeah yeah. and so like decline that universe um, he eventually gets uh, one of my RTs he gets my flamer RT uh, but it bought me quite a bit of time because it, it pretty much took a DLT not grabbing his box and running away from it and bought most of Bosk's attention during the early game. Uh, but it gets to the point to where I can kind of start to play cleanup. He does get 
Jin with his boss, but I have some troopers nearby that can pick it up. Uh, he has one box. I have two boxes at the end of the game. He has no bounty because I did manage to pick up, eventually pick up Bosk uh, with Sabine. Um, and I, and I pull, managed to, to pull the victory. But it was a, it was a game that from the early onset and deployment, I thought I had a really good chance at because the, the table edge and the conditions and like the turn one box grab were so in such great positions for me. Uh, but me getting greedy with Sabine's activation just, really let less back in the game and I thought he was going to get it uh for for a hot minute um and we had some really goofy dice rolls bo- go both ways from my mark 2 staying alive for forever for Bosk blocking two damage and then regenerating two so that was four hits Ugh. into boss that doesn't matter on the same turn it gross. was gross yeah um it was a, it was a really fun game um you just regrew that arm right back yeah Oh yeah, it was it was tough. It was fun, and Les was a, a really fun opponent. Um, and the cool thing about about Les is, I want to say it was his very next game. He had to go play Al, who was also running triple RTs. <laughs> oh gosh! So I'm sure he Poor hates ATRTs now. Probably. <laughs> All right, so both of you now one and one after the round yep. two. Yes, and we All both right. looked at each other and were like, "We're gonna pair. It's fine." Yeah. Uh, you That's always, pre- you always prepare for, for that. You just accept that mm-hmm. it's going to happen. We were prepared for the pair. That's right. Well, then what happened? Right, exactly. So then my round three game came up, and I was ready. I said, okay, I got I to gotta fight to stay in this. I'm ready for it. Here we go. And I paired up with someone. And I get to my table, and they're not there. And I just stand there and I look around. I say, okay, maybe they're just looking around. Okay, I'm I'm waiting. Yeah, was there like a break before Still this at all or there. anything? There was not. Uh, okay. Actually, I'm sorry. There was a lunch break. It was a lunch yeah, we break. Did have a lunch. So okay. I thought, I'm sorry, yes. So I thought maybe he had gone to lunch. And I said, you know what? They're just, they're just busy. You know, they'll come back. It's okay. I don't care to start a little late um, as long as we are afforded the appropriate amount of time. And then it was going on and going on. So finally I went up to, I had to walk half a mile up to the, the head table because there was a huge long hall. And I said, uh, not to be rude, but my opponent's not here. And sadly my opponent decided to no-show. Um, so he never showed up at all? But not, he never showed up at all. Well, for round three right. so he played two games and then dropped right. but the problem is and i don't and ryan says i'm wrong i think he's wrong about me being wrong but that's fine i believe this actually murdered my strength of schedule um because this counted he, he didn't drop before the pairings so it wasn't like i got a buy he counted as a it was as I a paired. win against someone yeah. who dropped after round three basically exactly exactly and so it murdered my strength and schedule. No, that did hurt your strength and schedule. Uh, the way you explained yes, to me before did. was you got but a buy, and the buy strength and schedule is actually quite good. Yes. But they didn't give you a buy. They gave you a win against right. somebody who was one and, one and two that's, that's, with no third. That is what I said. That's yes, not the that's way I, I – you made it – that's not the way I understood it when you told it to me on Friday. Okay, that's fine. But, yes, so anyway, so that kind of sucked. But so I had to spend round three – floating around tables drinking and waiting for a round four uh, so it was very sad just a but it's okay. i got to hang out and yes i just got to hang out and uh just 
chit chat and have fun that way. It was still fun to watch, you know, but I really was, especially being Friday, being my day to play. I was really jazzed and energized and motivated to play and I didn't get to play that third game. So that was quite sad. So I was technically two and one at the time. (laughs) I appreciate your sacrifice instead of them making us repair everyone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that, and the other thing too, was that with that gap in there, by the time the official forfeit rules kick in, everyone's already, already into playing. setup, right, and yeah. some people are already into Yeah, the I had game. a similar yeah, thing so when I played late. X-Wing at Nova, but the guy showed up with like 10 yeah. seconds left on the forfeit counter, and they let us play. Yeah. Which yeah. meant so, I lost uh, the game. If you're, anyway. if you're not going <laughs> to show up, just uh, on the cool little match slips, they give you a drop option. Yes. I would just go Please. ahead and go ahead and check that to, to keep that Please from happening. Please check that. Please save us from this. All tos, thank you. Yes, because I'll tell you, we'll finish. We'll finish all our game reports, and I'll tell you where I stood. But my final standings, I was the bottom of that, uh, that bracket, bracket. final standing yeah. section. Yes, that bracket. So my game three, because I actually got to play, uh, was against <laughs> Jeremy Williams, uh, who was a really nice guy. We had a, we had, in. I don't want to say a really fun game because it was a weird game and we kind of saw how it was going to go. 0% fun. From the onset. No, it was a fun, <laughs> it was a fun game. Like we laughed and we had a good time. Um, it was a weird list that I was actually really kind of scared of and it was a Vader Krennic list. You know, we make the jokes that we coined Crater, um, but it was right. Vader Krennic, uh, DTs, I want to say two shores, two mortars. Um, it was, it was quite the spooky. Yeah. Two shores, two mortars, two snipers and a death trooper. Huh? Oh, wow. And Jeremy made a bit of a misplay on deployment and he used his scouts to zone, to zone out very early where Jin could go because we were playing battle lines breakthrough. And I think it kind of came down to maybe he doesn't have a ton of experience against Jin. Because if I would have put Jin in the vicinity of where he put his snipers, even range three, her bubble would not have been in a great place for the rest of my army. Sure. Um, But he scouted them forward to kind of get maximum coverage into the board. But what that meant is, since I'm also running Recon Intel on Sabine, there was this big height two mountain... Uh, that you could land on top of that with them scouting forward, Sabine scouting forward, and having a speed three jump two meant I could jump up, get zero cover on his scouts, and shoot with just one move. Gross. Blech. That's not that's not good. So our whole first turn was he had this like really great fortified position for the rest of his army to kind of hide behind. Um I kind of put my Mark II in a goofy place to where it was going to be elevated to get cover. He did the same with one of his mortars, but the other one he kept back in heavy cover. And we just traded cheap activations. He went after my Mark II. I went after his scouts and his available mortar. Um, And I want to say going into turn two, I was at a two activation lead. Um, And in breakthrough, that's pretty huge. Vader hadn't moved. And he was running out of ways to deal with my RTs. Um, I was using Jin to sit at range three and pick off his, to whittle down his death troopers because Pierce is pretty good against death troopers. I hear sharp one, Pierce one uh, when they're in heavy cover. 
Sabine had to kick back in after she dealt with the scouts. She did, did it, excuse me, it did take her two shots to do. Um, but then she's so fast, she came in for a big flanking turn and um, a pretty rad explosions on turn, I want to say three. And I eventually kind of forced him out from his hidey hole. He, you know, used Vader to saber throw my RTs to death. But then I just started to kind of run away when I had him on just a few activations. And we kind of decided to call it because he was going to waddle Krennic and Vader and I think one Stormtrooper across the board. And I was going to waddle an RT, Sabine, Jin, and two Rebel Troopers. And we were just going to, you know, end the game there. Even with, uh, because I had jin and i was still holding complete the mission i could kind of smell when either master of evil or annihilation looms was going to come and i've got such great tech against that but with turning the tide in my command hand um sabine's inspire card and jin's inspire jin's two inspire cards um well the one that actually has inspire and then complete the mission um to where i can kind of shrug off those effects um and we decided to, to to call it um and I think it just came down to him not having a ton of experience about he was trying to block where Jin could go and not block where Jin needed to go. Mm. Um, and it's the same reason that that I was scared to play against a Vader because I don't have a ton of experience against it. Um, and I was lucky that I got an early initiative to make him have to come to, to me. So uh, I, I took that game and I'm now sitting uh, with Tim at two and one. Ready to be paired Hooray. against each other once more. Yep, exactly. Yes, yeah, so I was also. Yeah, I was really prepping for it. I was like, "All right, this is happening. Here we go." But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Oh. It, it didn't happen. How dare they? Uh, so, round four, game four. It was quite a good game. At that point, I knew I wasn't going to make it, um, and so I was just like, "All right, I'm just having fun." Uh, played against a gentleman named Philip. Uh, I don't, I've never met him before. He says from California. Um, and he's been playing the game for a long time. He's quite good. We played uh, a really interesting game that I don't think we always get to play, especially locally, uh, where we got to play hostile battle lines, which is fine. We do those enough. But we really seem to always skip moisture evaporators in this town, which I'm not mad about. But sometimes it's kind of nice to play something different, especially when you know that you're not going to make it to the cut so you're just like hey i'm just having fun um and so uh we played evaporators and it was intriguing his list was also very intriguing i will take a moment before i tell the list this map was probably my favorite map we played on it was full of some heavy cover had a down atsd in there but it also had lots and lots of light debris cover so it wasn't totally game-changing gave me some stuff um actually with hostile it was decently game-changing i suppose but it didn't super come to a whole lot of effect for our game um but it was just fun like it just seemed a very like living board it wasn't just heavy cover heavy cover here's a barricade good luck um just lots of interesting pieces to play with was this the table done by uh legion terrain yeah legion terrain yes yes it was um, they do good work. it was very similar to the one they do good work. And the guy who set up that table did, did a great job, I'm just going to say. It was a wonderful setup. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was really interesting. And then the other interesting thing was none of his units really cared because he had three ATRTs with rotaries, 
I love this list. A airspeeder and a land speeder. <laughs> okay. Core to core to fill plus I think he had two repair bots in there in some of his core right. and Leia. It's, it's all and armor so all the time. It's all armor. So I started my day with a double armor list and I ended it with a five armor list. <laughs> five armor. <Jeez>. Okay. <laughs> so it. as much as as much as I love armor, it's a bit excessive. It's a bit much. Um, it was really interesting to play. I didn't know how I was going to pull out, especially playing Vaps. Uh, I had no idea what I was going to do. But we played, um, and we were able to push up a little bit. And he, if I'm being real, I'm not trying to be mean here. I think he just had a few misplays to where he definitely had an advantage in the beginning of the game. He had speed. He had the firepower. And he pushed... Um, he pushed, it seemed like he was pushing with like one ATRT at a time into my kind of meat grinder with an E-Web, my shore squad. I have Veers in there, which I mean, hey, Veers surges to crit and pierce. So it's not bad against armor sometimes when you can roll a surge or a crit. Um, and so he was just pouring it into there one at a time, which I didn't quite understand. So I was able to focus fire on the ATRTs, even with the heal bots. Heal bot would heal one or two, but meanwhile, with all the crits and things on my list, I'm dealing, you know, five damage or whatever, not quite, you know, with all the saves and whatnot. So it just didn't equal out math-wise. And then the other thing was, it just seemed like when he was pushing with the armor or when he could have been pushing with the armor, he didn't push up enough with his troops. Um, and so he didn't capture the vaps and he didn't hold them long enough. And so I was able to push back enough and it definitely don't mishear me. He definitely whittled my troops down and I had some shore squads that were almost dead and other things. So it was definitely close until all, all his armor was suddenly gone and I got the airspeeder down enough. I was terrified of the airspeeder coming to my backfield. I couldn't kill it. So it was like right on top of ears, but we got it down and killed it. Um, I found out that I, I was doing worse than I thought because uh, grenades can't be used against the airspeeder. Yep. Nope. And I forgot about That's that. So thing. here's the fun thing. We forgot that and neither one of us caught it. I, mean, I didn't catch it till like the week after or days after. Cause I think Mike Cirillo was like, no, you can't do that. And I was like, Oh, neat. So I threw all these flamer frag grenades, whatever at this airspeeder. And I don't think I got any hits out of it. So the good news is it didn't matter. <laughs> um, actually, I shouldn't say I got any hits. I got all hits, no crits. So I sure. don't think it mattered. Um, I might have gotten one through, but then a short squad shot it later. So I don't think it changed the game super. Um, but if it did, I apologize. But yeah, neither one of us caught that. I didn't realize that was a thing uh, until until days after the fact. So I said, okay. Um, but we ended up, getting down to the vaps the other flame squad really did its job round the corner cleared out some good squads boss got some good hits on leia it was uh she had to run and hide and basically it came down to where we talked about it and it probably would have come down to uh we probably would have tied and i would have won on points destroyed so it ended up being for me and so he we ended up he ended up officially technically conceding but i think if we had played it to this continuation it just would have been down to points destroyed um so there you go both armor lists i played against was points destroyed (laughs) um so again definitely whittled me way down it was definitely rough it was a hard-fought victory but uh yeah 
it was it was a fun game though. It was a fun game. He's kind of a quieter gentleman, and that was okay. By the end of the day, you're kind of tired, and so I really didn't mind just having a nice quiet game, uh, win or lose, and I really didn't care if I won or lose. And it was it's interesting. Uh, and I will say, mercy and 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 everything on him because his white dice would not save. Mm. Like I mean, I know they're white dice, and I get that. But wow, it was bad, and his armor just shredded. Um, and I really actually did feel bad. I was like, "Wow, you should save something here." <laughs> yeah, I did feel bad. At the end of the there. day, they're but, white. They're rebel white dice. So, but he was he was fun to play against. Good game, fun game. What about you? Who did you face, Ryan? I did not have a quiet game. <laughs> oh, I know. I could hear your game. While I heard your I game from my table. Did not get to play Tim. Um. I did get to play my co-organizer for the team event that was going to happen the very next day and who I had spent a large amount of the weekend up until this point and after which with being mm-hmm. Bradley Nimzik, otherwise known as Nerfly. The Nerfly himself. The Nerfly the himself. Nerf. He's played Civ with us. He's, uh, you know. Too strong, I, must nerf. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he he finally did it. He played his entire first two games in like a Party City Darth Vader costume. (laughs) Uh, Luckily, by the time he got to me, he was out of it because that thing was starting to kind of smell pretty rank. Uh, But he was bring he did bring Vader. So I was glad that I got to bring my rebel jank. He brought his Imperial jank um, with a it was basically Vader, a bit of a shoreline, uh, two shores, two mortars. He added one uh, storm squad. I think it was just one that had a med bot and a DLT um, and then a Imperial Royal Guard and then a sniper. His list kind of had a bit of everything. I probably misrepresented something there, but uh, that's fine. It's a it's a spooky list. Yeah, guys can go on on, you know, Tabletop TO and find it. It is a super spooky list. And I think we both got some battle cards we wanted. He was the blue player. Uh, we played Intercept Transmissions with Limited Viz <clears throat> on Major Offensive. And through deployment in the first turn, we both decided to take humongous gambles. I decided to kind of, once again, send Sabine on a bit of a solo operation to try to harass his back point because I saw an opportunity. Um, His gamble was he put Vader on the long edge of his board as far forward as he could go because there was a pretty great path for him to be able to bring Vader in most of his journey that he needed to make to get to the center point um, with very few firing lanes on him. But it meant that he had to stick to the board edge for a couple turns He also had these two buildings that he got to either put units behind or on top of to get some incredible heavy cover for his mortars and and half of his snipers. And his royal guards kind of hung out and fanned out in the middle of everything to guardian absolutely everything. Uh, Not many shots. Obviously, we're taking turn one with limited viz. I get Sabine up on top of a building at height two, ready to jump down and get a gnarly... uh, Gnarly turn two, turn three. And I very aggressively begin to set up a, a you know, a, a circle of rebels with some okay cover 
on the middle point because I know I have limited viz. I know I have to get into position. And my whole plan was to score the middle point twice, retreat, and not get tabled. Um, because if I could do that, I think I could either A, win on points destroyed, or B, maybe even force him back because Sabine was going to be my backstab to go harass whatever he leaves on his back point. Actually, no, we didn't play major offensive. Excuse me. We played long march. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was, there, we had like limited viz, long march. We had quite a bit of time to set up on each other. Um, first turn goes by real quick. Um, the second and third turn, though, he rolled all of his saves except for two. At the end of turn three, I had done three damage. The only reason I got an extra damage through was because Pierce is a keyword that needs to exist. Sorry, Tim. Um, Boo, it was it was it was the gross um, when he's just rolling save after save after save after save. I get an explosions off that I want to say hits nine different targets between the two bombs. Some of them were hit twice, um, but it's handing out nine suppression tokens. And two of those targets were Sabine because I do like to aggressively bomb. Uh, I dealt three wounds on nine attack rolls, and one of them was to Sabine. Yeah, that's uh, not good. Uh, some of them were on onto white onto the white uh, sniper saves, and I couldn't even get those pick those up. Because um, my whole goal was to try to get his two mortars and his two snipers as quick as possible. Because the way to control Vader is to have that activation edge and be able to make Vader commit to where he's going, disengage, and uh, and pepper him down. Um. Sabine did not get to harass the back point like she wanted to. Um, he eventually got to bring Vader's bubble up, but before he did, he needed to hit some rally rolls on some shores and some IRGs, and he hit both of them. The IRGs actually clearing, I think, all of their suppression. Gross. Um, yeah. Or maybe it was enough because they're bravery, too. It was enough to just leave them with one um, for instead of panicking. It was, it was pretty rough. And so I took the gamble... Um, I put Jin once again about a half a base at one point too far away from where she should have been, so she couldn't quick thinking and shoot. I had to move and shoot to try to get a mortar off the top of a building. Uh, my RTs weren't doing the best work they they could have done. I sacrificed my flamer to try to slow Vader down, hoping and praying that Vader on his six saber throw dice would not hit all six, and he did. Um, I wanted huh. I wanted the the ATRT to chew up three of Vader's throws instead of two. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, and once Vader had kind of gotten where he needed to go, I was and and you know Nerfly very much pointed this out as we debriefed about about the game afterwards and for a good chunk of the next day. Um, I didn't give the Vader ball the respect I needed to, but I also okay. thought by the time it hit a lot more of his army would be gone because I did take a very aggressive and a pretty good stand on the, on the front line, but his saves just hit and hit and hit and hit and hit hmm. uh, to where he didn't have to retreat anybody back to his back point uh, to deal with the, the Sabine harassment. Um, I couldn't thin out his shores. I couldn't pick up his mortars. Um, and a couple key things went against me to where we, when we kind of debriefed about the game, we both took gambles um, his kind of paid off with some clutch rally rolls and between his defensive saves, mine didn't. But at the end of the day, I don't think I change 
too terribly much about about what I did. Um, it kind of it was funny because on the last turn before I called it, um, when he brought uh, Jin and Sabine down, we both kind of pump faked each other. He was trying to get complete the mission out of my hand before he played Master of Evil, and I played her teamwork card on my vets and ordered them to try to start her with some dodge tokens. And at one point Jin was on like two health sitting with like three or four dodge tokens. And I'm just praying that Vader doesn't like he gets Vader dice without surge tokens or aim tokens and just whiffs the red roll. It's not super likely, but we've seen it happen where I could just dodge out of it and try to live. Um, It didn't happen. Um, Where, where Brad's dice did kind of turn against him as defense dice anyway, um vader's red saves once he kind of got into the fray weren't that great because three rebel troopers actually managed to get three wounds on him uh which is pretty funny um but i would rather have him say make saves on vader because vader doesn't lose efficiency as he takes wounds right um i would have much rather him rolled those blanks on irgs or short troopers when he would be losing dice and potentially losing unit leaders on 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 points for um intercept so it was it was a really fun game it was yeah when you started this game did did nerf kind of sleight of hand and reach into his bag and pull out a a ziploc bag of dice that say like special ryan dice on them and there's were special for you i wish um i (laughs) wish it sounds like all these dice just hitting everything Um, it was it was and i don't want to i don't want to discredit brad and his play right um, I would like to see the game where if his Vader's defense dice and his, cause they were pretty bad. Um, but he has eight wounds. So and there's no difference between seven wound Vader and, and six wound Vader. Um, and his IRG's dice who just saved everything. I would love to see how that game goes. If, if Sabine gets to be the menace in the backfield that she's supposed to be. Hmm. Maybe she um, could be the phantom menace. Cause I was I was like super jazzed when the first bomb I, I rolled you. for was a was a double hit into scouts, <laughs> and he saves one of them. Sure, why yeah. not? That feels real bad. Um, <laughs> so it was it was a really fun game. I don't feel too terribly bad about losing it. Um, I think either one of us we both played our, our hearts out, um, and it was it was a really fun game to end the day on with a with a good friend. But the the pressure for making it the next day was off. But probably for the previous three months, we've been ever since Bushman's ladder went live, we've been badgering each other with who was higher and who was lower, um, and we finally got to to settle the score, and and he definitely bested me. Right. <laughs> I think before you left, you told me your one goal was to at least get to play Nerfly. So. Yep. Yep. We we had kind of made tentative plans to play just a pickup game on Sunday if we didn't get to, but we got to settle, and uh, this year he's the better player. This year. Right. So, where did we both end up on the uh, the old standings boards here? Tim's a 3-1, Ryan's a 2-2. Two, two. <sighs> I'm a 2-2. Two, yep. two. I'm a 3-1 with an asterisk. <laughs> yes, yes. Technically, um, me and Tim won the same amount of games. That's true. It's, you're not wrong. You're, actually, no, technically, I technically you're going to get real technical with the technicalities. I won three games because I... I that's a win if he Sir, forfeits. You were awarded a win, but you did not win a game <laughs> of Legion. That that's that's very debatably fair. This is what he but always does. But you know does. what? Here's yep. Here's the thing, though. Alex Davies told me it counts. 
So it's true. That's good enough for me. And he honestly, really did. I was like, I was, I told him, I was like, well, I'm not really three and one. I'm more like two and one. And I told him it was because I could have buy. He's like, Hey, a win's a win. It counts. I said, yeah. okay, thank you. I'm going to go cry tears of joy. Cause you just said that. That's to right. Me. So and I don't, I don't feel too bad. To Nerfly ended up, uh, I want to say 10th and, uh, Cirillo, my first loss, um, finished third and went on to, to play on Sunday. So I don't feel yeah, bad. He got about into the top table. To yeah. He was four. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, not bad at all. No, it was fun. It was fun. And I yeah, was, was unfortunately was the bottom of, of the three and ones. <laughs> the bottom of the three and ones. But that's right. Okay. It happens. So what were the what were your takeaways from your list you brought? If you had any changes you want to make now. Um, yes. So my <laughs> one of my big ones A solid yes. <laughs> Why? You went you went three and one, Tim. Why you gotta change everything so yeah. fast? Uh my my big thing was it was kind of an experiment to see how snows did, and there weren't a whole lot of snows in the tournament. And it's interesting because, and this is also largely the list I've played, it probably would have done actually pretty well against a shore line because there's more bodies in that shore squad. My biggest problem with my snows, it wasn't that they died, because I had officers on them, so they survived long enough to you know march up the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, officers did great. Flamethrowers were there when they were meant to be. My biggest problem was that the flames just didn't really have a good enough target because most of these lists, and it is definitely skewed a bit by what I was facing in my personal matches, but <laughs> most of them just had armor or tauntauns sure. and they didn't really have bodies. So at the end of the day, I'm paying all these points to throw four black dice. That's it. Um, yeah, you didn't hit any droid swarms or anything. Right, exactly. And I'm paying all these points also to... It's more than the points, really. It's to change my tactics for no reason. Um, Because I don't want them to stay in the back and just shoot six white dice all day either. So it it just seemed like a waste. It wasn't that they were completely bad or got wiped out other than an occasional hit from an ATST. Mm -hmm. But it was just that they were ineffective. Right. Just very ineffective. Now they're a, they're an edge case kind of thing. Like they're very good or kind of just there. Yeah, they're good. Depend. I think they're good by themselves, but it really just depends on what your opponent has and how yeah, you're right. able to use their tools. And I don't know how much it was affected to you, but I also brought the flamer RT, and it did not shoot. I it got to throw its insult blaster. I think twice. Oh. Um, you say the flavor RT? The flamer RT. Was it painted like Guy Fieri? Brings you to Flavor Town. Foosh. Uh, Unleashes the yeah. nacho cheese. God, yes. That's not fire, it's cheese. No. Um, but <laughs> it did demand respect, unlike Guy Fieri. Fieri. Hey, how dare you? That man is a saint. He's the saint of frosted tips. That's right. It took, a, it took a lot of heats, a lot of hits for me because uh, people were forced to deal with it. Um, right. Did you feel the same thing with your snows? Did they at least allow your your shore troopers yes. or whatever else you had to, to do what they needed to do? That was the silver lining is that people f- found them to be threatening and shot them and focused on them. So at least that was helpful. The silver um, lining is they died. <laughs> yeah, but they died for at least they died for a purpose though. Uh, I mean, I rather than I rather you shoot the snows that are going to be somewhat ineffective than my shores. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other problem was also the fact that the e web. As much as I love my e webs, what in the game as it is right now, 
that range three just isn't enough. Like it's scary. It's good against rebels, but other than against a rebel list, uh, maybe against the droids too. I don't know, but it just seems like there's so much long range stuff that it just it just sits I think, there. And I think it comes down to how you eh. play. I don't know how mobile you are with your e-webs. The e-webs that I've faced that I'm most scared of are people who yeah. like double move it and then yes. shoot for two turns, double move it, and then shoot for the last sure. turn. Yeah, um, because yeah. you do have to use that big base to your advantage when it comes to, to movement. Right. No, that's fair. Now that's that totally you aren't fair. a plotting miniature. And I have definitely learned that. Yeah. Yeah, I've learned that. And I still think, I mean, for the points, it's a great unit. Oh, it's, it's just awesome. a matter of having to change how it works is is interesting. Um, and I, do, I also think that uh, I wish I had the barrage generator on there. The two yes. extra dice and the suppressive mm -hmm. helps way more than you think it does. Absolutely. Yeah, didn't they bring it? As someone who's played it, I've played it both ways. It helps. It helps a lot. Didn't they bring the cost down on that one too? Yeah, it's only seven yeah. points, so it's really it's it's stapled onto my future e-webs. <laughs> Even if they're a uh, do back e-web. Yes. Hey, listen, that's a separate game. We don't talk about that. It's, it's a proxy. Right. Ryan, what about you? Yeah. Um, so in three of my games, I noticed that I really need to work on my like finer positioning. Um, if I would have held a model just a little bit further forward or a little bit further back, I either would have gotten a lot more shots or been completely concealed. And this, I think, was really true in, in me and Cirillo's game. I poked Sabine out where I thought less of his units could see me um, when I could have just gone back by like a third of a base and not been seen at all. Um, right. And so when you're playing players of, of the caliber that, that made the trip to LVO, you've really got to, got to watch that. Um, sure. Oh, my, yeah. AT, my ATRTs were a good medical, um, but man, I can't tell you, I can probably count on one hand, the number of times with aim tokens on my rotaries. I got five hits to light up. I was really hoping that, that the five black dice surge crit would do more for me but they just kept run rolling under the under the average, even with a, you know, even with an aim token, because there was there was one game, and this yes, this was a mathematical outlier, but it just feels bad when yeah. you've got an, a rebel trooper with binos throw an RT and aim token, the RT takes an aim token, and then right. fires aim aim, and you've still only got three hits. Oof. Um, no, that definitely feels bad. And so. I, they were a good meta call. They did work. I don't know that triple RT is is the way to go. Uh, once again, the flamer was honestly probably the the most effective, just because it bought me so much time to position the rest of my army. As people were like, "Well, if you don't deal with this, I'm going to throw a bunch of dice at you, and you're right. going to die." Even though I only played right. Imperials all day, only red save factions. Um, <laughs> You know, if we go straight 50-50, you know, your 50-50 save versus my slightly better than 50-50 um, black die surge crit, I'm going to win that race eventually. Um, well, in this year, number so it usually. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was, it was, it did work. It did, it did its job, which was to absorb heat. I would have loved to have found a droid player and gotten a flame, a set of B1s off the board. Yeah. But this does tell me in the future and probably looking towards worlds, if we're going to treat 
LVO is a snapshot, which if we look at last year, I think it's a pretty good opportunity to. Yeah. Uh, Operative Luke and Vader may change that. I think they will. But I got to make Tim a little sad. And I Why? I felt Why? the pierce lacking in my list. The fact that it was only Ugh. on Jin and only on Sabine. I didn't have any snipers. Um, I didn't have the control factor of Tauntauns. Like, I was hoping just to do it in sheer volumes of dice and suppression. And yeah. Nerfly's game is a perfect example of that. If if my RTs would have been commando, full commando teams instead, and I would have had two full commando teams with Sharp 1 and Pierce, I think I could have rolled over some of his some of his other units that the RTs kind of struggled against. So if we're looking at new um, units, you could drop in some Shotgun Athorians. Yes. You really need that Pierce um, value. Oh, gosh. No, stop uh, it. No, stop they don't. They don't have, have things they don't to have talk about. They have impact. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> yep. Well, uh, mine does. They're the old... shotgun clone has Pierce. <laughs> well, that's nice. I have shotgun fleet trooper. Yeah, that's um, that's fair. I fleet, have a short trooper. Are, I think fleets are fine. They're okay now. They're a little pricey, but in the Tauntaun meta, they're fine. I'm always a fan of fleets, but they just yeah. they are fun when they work. Yeah, but they just die. <laughs> So much. But, uh, for me, the biggest takeaway, and I think this is is purely a gin problem. I went two and two. I was blue player two games. I was red player two games. I bet you can figure out which ones were which. When you were red player, you won, right? Uh, no, no, oh. no, no. Okay. No, not quite. <laughs> um, I had a four-point bid, and I guess I just need to bid a little stronger um, mm. to use my battle deck to pick that, that table edge. Um, yeah. begun the well, bid wars think, uh, yeah well and we've no well and i mean even before i was on this show y'all have talked about the importance of bids and red versus blue and you know we always go back and forth and it always kind of changes but i do think the more i see it played i think red versus blue player matters way more for rebels than for imperials because imperials is like all right we'll roll with it sure but i think rebels to do all your neat little tricks that you do so well to do them to the best of your ability, I think you really need to have that blue player. No, I would agree. Um, I would absolutely agree. There were both my times I was, I was red player. I looked at, at Cirillo and, and Brad's side of the table and was like, man, I I wish I had that side of the table. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was, it was an, it was an awesome day of, of four, four games of Legion with, with great people. Um, I had fun all four games and, Three of the four games were really sweaty games. Mm. Um, sweaty uh, nerd games. Sweaty nerd games. You know, 40K um, conventions game. never have a smell to them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, they, they were they were a lot of fun. Well, if you want to see some pictures of sweaty nerds, check out our Instagram, where we have posted pictures of our models and all sorts Hot of things. Segue. I try. I get one good one. Uh, you can see... <laughs> see photos of ben dressed as a woman it was a great time uh, <laughs> and this wasn't even in vegas yeah this was just in knoxville that's, that's true just i knoxville. think it's good that you didn't take him to vegas lord knows what yeah, would have happened too. uh <laughs> also check out our facebook where ryan has posted all the pictures from our grade a prime championship featuring grade a photographer dan wolf games uh <laughs> and uh rate us on that's itunes correct. and please subscribe on spotify if that's your listening platform of choice and as always we are available where the finest podcasts are streamed at swstabcast 
while you're looking to follow better people than us, you can also find us on the Discord. We are all at Stabcast, insert name here. Although right now my name is Stabcast Tim dash three point or three and one at LVO with an asterisk in there. So, Got a flex because I will not. I will not. No, yes, exactly. I will not claim to be better than I am. So, but we're there. We're on the Discord. I try and hop around. the uh, The LVO Discord is probably the best Discord chat I've ever seen, and it's still going strong. Right. I don't know when it's just going to taper off, but so far it's well, not. At some point, it's everyone's going to move to Adepticon chat, I think. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I'm trying to be more or active NEO on the Discord. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's a good place. And if you want to help support our show so we can continue to keep the server lights on, you can check out our Teespring shop to get some Sunsphere Tactical Attack Brigade merch at teespring.com slash store slash stabcast. Uh, you can also email us at swstabcast at gmail.com. That inbox is really quiet, folks. Tell us where you play. Send us some photos. We'll share them. We'll post them. We'll shout you out on a, on a future show. Please. If you any episode topics that you guys want, like... Or, if you don't like the content, well, no one's talking to us on our email, so uh, yeah. that's y'all's fault. Send us your um, angry letters. Yes, please do. Tell us why we're wrong. Um, yep, absolutely. Tell and us what Jay's done to hurt you and why you're now listening to us instead. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, we are also taking applications to other content creators for the Free Podcasters Alliance uh, to fight against the tyranny of corporate uh, Jay Shalansky, Fifth Trooper mm-hmm. Overlords. That's, that's right. Exactly right. So... Well, all right. Yeah. You guys had fun Friday playing your serious games. Yes, we did. And now it's Saturday. Time to lose the Alpaz seriousness and just have a great time. You can be jovial and happy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I bet even Alpaz could unwind in that casual environment. Uh, No, it it didn't happen. (laughs) But but I'll I'll tell that story here in a minute. Tim, Tim, what did you do on Saturday? I I didn't see much of you. Uh, yes. So, uh, I was asked to stream with some other kind of podcast that was guest doing some kind of streaming service. They must not have heard of you. Saturday. Um, no, <laughs> well, they, they were, I mean, they're trying to get into the podcast scene right now, trying yeah. to get into the, the whole media going on. Around they were probably show, really desperate know. for like recognizable talent. So they asked, they asked. Yeah. I really out. wanted to just help them out. So I helped these guys out. Um, they had one too many troopers they actually had five of them. So I guess I just made it six and even it out. But, uh, I got to help stream the game. That was quite a lot of fun. Um, I hopped on and off, and it was actually, I will take a a minute to shout out here. It was a really cool streaming setup where it was really open in that, you know, you you wanted to make sure you were allowed. It wasn't just anybody could jump on there. But for those of us, and there's a bunch of us that like to stream games online and stuff, and we all know we like to do it. But also, it's a bit hard because we were sharing microphones and things like that. It's a bit hard when you start having like four people on there. Right. And so we did a really good job of kind of cycling around. So I would be there for a game and then, you know, I'd be Mike and I commenting on a game and then I would get up and then, um, you know, maybe uh, David was playing on Saturday, so he didn't do that. But, you know, Jay would come down and start talking and start talking about some kind of garbage that no one cared about. So then he would finally <laughs> leave and then I would come back on like the hero I am. And so then we could do that and, you know, save the world from his elitism. But after that, we had lots of fun. And then at, at some point, uh, I think it was round three, uh, or it might've been round four, uh, Saturday, uh, Alex Davies himself came in. And so I got to like help co-cast with Alex Davies, which is a huge highlight of LVO the right honorable like, Alex and it wasn't Davies. anything. Yeah. It wasn't anything like official. It was just I like, know. Hey, you want to sit down and, and be on here? And it was great. It was, it was just a lot of fun. That's um, cool. 
And uh, I might have started that morning with a mojito or a, uh, no, that one was a <laughs> gin and tonic. And the gin and tonics just kept flowing after that. Uh, it was a good morning drink because I didn't have mimosas, but it's okay. We'll forgive him. But yeah, so it was just lots of, lots of casting, lots of drinking, uh, just overall a good time. At one point, I snuck away to go in the casino, lost some money, came back very sad, um, and just kept watching. And it was just, it was a good day. It was a solid day of just hanging out, getting to know Legion folks, and watching some good games. Great games, really. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ryan was yelling at nerds, right? Oh, yeah. There was actually a lot of yelling. My voice was kind of gone at the end of the day. Um, they, uh, rearranged some tables. We had been up, uh, after the event on Friday, moving half of the building around, adding a whole bunch of more tables for the Saturday team event. Uh, they stuck us in the back of the room, which I guess was actually the front of the room near the open doors. So it was considerably cooler, which was nice. And, uh, LJ, uh, and all the other responsible adults left the area and let me and, uh, Nerfly, Brad, run the, <laughs> I don't know uh, who the was team in charge tournament. Of this decision, but I object. Yeah. So we had 40 players, um, actually 41 players. Um, we had one player players? show up and not have a team. And so we got somebody with a round one buy from the main event to come play his first game with him. And then Alpaz stepped up to, to play the other two. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a good time. We ran the, the team event. We got to see all kinds of team shenanigans. Uh, we figured out how cunning worked in the team game. And we saw <laughs> what really bonkers things people, uh, people could bring to the table uh, in that format. Um, by far the highlight of the day happened immediately in round one um which was have you ever seen chewbacca shoot five times in a round you know i because i have (laughs) it's a thing and it's gross it's not supposed to be a thing no thank you (laughs) um during round two they went to kind of do it again and they called the judge over um and anytime like Brad was super hyped to be because he was the marshal. I was the TO, but obviously we're both smart guys and can answer judge questions. And we would only get judge questions when he would walk away to go check on something else. (laughs) And it would bother him a little bit on the inside when he would come back and I'm like adjudicating a question. Um, But we were both standing there. They called judge. We go walking over and we can just see that the two rebel players have the cards upside down to them, right side up for their opponent of brains and brawn and coordinated bombardment sitting like next to each other. Oh, is that how they did it? And I, yeah. Oh yeah. That's how they did it. Um, Cause it's whenever Leia makes a ranged attack. And so after sussing this out from the first game, I just walked up, looked at the four players, looked at the two cards. And I'm like, yep, I know the question. This is actually how it works. And then we just kind of stepped back and, and let them do Enjoy. it. Um, Gross. Yeah. No, it's, it's the grossness. Uh, so we got to watch Chewbacca just rip people apart. Uh, during mm. round two, one of our Colorado off. teams, um, with Antonio, kept buying drinks for everybody, and it was great. Uh, as the TO, I got I got some some nice, probably way more money and drinks than I deserved. Um, uh, they, his, that table was having a grand old time, uh, and it was a bunch of fun. And then right after the lunch break, and also people buying me drinks, was they asked us to paint judge, and that Why? was at LVO was really, 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 really hard. 
to where me and Brad were kind of put in charge of this. And they're just like, here, here's two wet palettes to give away to the, the best looking team. Figure out what your criteria is and just do it. But we had to get a whole bunch of people involved because it was really tough. Um, and there were a lot of really great looking models. Um, but I think the highlight for me of the whole team event was I got to make a vendetta against the Legion Academy and I tried to destroy them from within and it nearly worked. Oh, uh, nearly worked. It was a hundred percent. It was a hundred percent random, but round one, Joe's Joe and Jeff Arney had to play against Sean. And I want to say his name was Chris, but I don't think that's right. Um, Sean, Sean's teammate. So it was Legion Academy versus Legion Academy. And then I just kept, you know, ribbing Joe because every time I would look over at Joe's table, Jeff is sitting down, like, cleaning up the game while Joe plays it. And I would have to go constantly remind him to, like, be nice and include his friend in the process, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they, they were good sports about it as I, as I kind of... I mean, I had nothing else to do other than make fun of them because we got a lot of rules questions the first round with all these goofy team interactions and then it's such a casual format they didn't really call judges from any range measurements or line of sight calls and the judge calls throughout the day just really slowed down um, but my favorite 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 judge call was once again antonio's table runs up to me with a bunch of red dice in their hands and i just hear judge in you know being yelled into my ear from right next to me and they're like here blow on these and so what do you do in that circumstance you do right they run back to their table, roll seven red dice, or red defense dice, and save all seven of them. Oh, well wow. Look at you go. I know. Magic yeah, I can't, I can't do that for myself, but I'm glad I can do that for players no, playing in events like it's a TO. But yeah, no, it was an awesome team event. We played three rounds. It was super casual. I think everybody had a good time. There were, there were no... The only game that got a little testy at a few points were both players who just like to play that, that tense kind of alpha game and once we checked in with that table and they were both having a good time with it we just kind of let it go um and it was uh it was a, a bunch of fun we waited for the main event to wrap up and then i moved more tables until midnight and then went out to dinner uh and it was uh it was a, quite a bit of fun nice and you know this was this was saturday for ben and i back here in knoxville we were and we would have loved to go and play some Legion on Saturdays because, you know, we like to travel around, visit local stores, support their Surely events. Surely there was a local tournament going on. Well, you know, there was, but it was under the radar. Ooh, yeah, huh. Chris. The underground Legion. Chris Vandergriff of the 82nd Whatevers, he was holding. <laughs> We're throwing all the shade. Yeah. All right. <laughs> he was, uh, turns out he was having an event, but the first I heard of it was 9 a.m. or so that morning when Brett kind of messaged us and was like, hey, apparently there's an event here today. And I was like, what? And Brett's like, yeah, I didn't know about it either until 20 minutes ago. And so me and Ben are both, you know, <laughs> Ben's doing 87 different things because if you give Ben free time, he fills it with whatever he can. And yep, uh, <laughs> just see him at Gen Con. Um, and so Ben was like, well, I'm already halfway to Alabama or U-Haul or whatever he's doing. <laughs> and so I, you know, didn't. I had already made plans as well for the day, so I was like, you know, that's too bad. Otherwise, Hold I would love to play Legion. Hold on. You did not make plans for the well, day. What did you do that day, Will? By plans, I mean I had decided what I was doing that day. 
<laughs> which was staying <laughs> home okay. and painting miniatures. <laughs> That's right. Let the man have yeah. it. It's fine. You know, he's, he's painting stuff for yeah. me, so it's I fine. I was painting a bunch of Carthaginians for you. Yep, See? I do appreciate it. Carthago de Linda Est. But yes, uh, <laughs> painted a bunch of minis, <laughs> watched a few different streams, swapped between X-Wing and Legion streams, stuff like that. Had a nice time getting group chat upgrades, updates from uh, Drunk Tim and Excited Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You're yeah. welcome. Kind of, kind of was missing out, but it was fine. I was fine. It's fine. Everything was fine. And then we, uh, you gentlemen, get to the Sunday morning hangovers, right? <laughs> At least yep. for Tim, uh, I assume. No, I I don't get hangovers. Is it because you just keep yourself drunk the whole time? Partially, yes, but also I just don't get hangovers. Like it's just it's not a thing I well do. Well done, genetic lottery. That's just, that's yeah, lottery. If you call alcoholism a lottery, yeah. sure, it's great. You win some, you lose some. Toes, well, I don't know. You know. It's better than a famine, I yeah. guess. Potato vodka is pretty good, I hear. Uh, uh, it is. It's true. Yeah. So Ryan, what are you so, doing uh, on Sunday morning before you had to go? The uh, the fruits of my labor, we stayed up late that night, moving once again more tables. LJ, I love you. I love working with you. You're a dear friend. But? But, dear God, we need to find a way to set up a damn event where we don't have to move every table four times before the thing is over. Hey, you need some physical <laughs> exercise up, mixed in with your leads. That's right. We set up tables, uh, 12 tables, or no, excuse me, 16 tables, uh, four groups of four different biomes for the narrative event. And the mm-hmm. idea was that on our desert tables, our Naboo tables, our wilderness tables, and our urban tables, each had different objectives placed on them. And so based on what table you were sent to de- was the objective that you had to play. All of the deployments were battle lines. And each set of tables had a GM who had a event deck produced by the fifth trooper Ooh. Um, of condition cards. And it was our job to go around and random, not randomly, but to uh, intent- very much intentionally dole them out in various circumstances to try to make the games interesting. And every table had a light side player and a dark side player. And we were going to see who, which side could garner the most victories. So I was in charge of eight tables, the desert tables where they were playing the mission, the asset, which had a baby Yoda miniature in the middle of the table that they had to kind of go and recover supplies off the board. Um, hmm. And then I was also in charge of the Naboo tables, which they were playing a propaganda war where all the objectives were these terrain pieces that they had to put marker victory tokens on. Uh, that were these wonderful, glorious, uh, naked Jar Jar statues. <laughs> yes, beautiful. They are astounding. Worship them. And so it was really fun to to wander around and play these bananas cards. Um, some of them caused terrain to blow up and deal damage. Some of them caused players to have to play random command cards from their hands. Yeah. Some of them let them pick their command hand discards back up. Um some of them were temporary limited visibility that could sh- pop up halfway through a round. Some of them were extra items and weapons you could pick up, and I would like put the card under a piece of terrain and let the players know that they could claim it. Or they could either claim it for themselves or give it to one of their neighbors on either side. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it was just keeping an eye on eight different games with eight different armies, or excuse me, with 16 different armies, and trying to make sure everybody was having a good time with a good amount of chaos. Um, and it was so much fun because I got to use both the Legion-y part of my brain and the RPG part of my brain. And I was trying not to break anybody's game and just let them win or lose on the condition cards we were giving. But also if somebody was kind of down and out, give them some help back in or just create a really memorable experience for them. But Ryan, what if the game was already broken to begin with? Well, from what I understand, you had some cards that kind of helped you where you didn't get you didn't get back in the game, at least helped you stay alive in the game. Uh, <laughs> I do, I do want to sure. I do want to tell our audience that Ryan has an interesting definition of like fun and interesting from his perspective yes. as like yes. lording over you like yes. let's make this interesting is what he means by oh, fun yeah. and interesting yes. time. Mm-hmm. It's and so I think, call it distorted and evil, but that's well, just personal. Opinion. I asked all of my tables at the end of the first round how much they wanted me to mess with them. How much of an actual game of Legion did they want to play? And how much tomfoolery did they want? And almost everybody knew what they signed up for when you're putting victory tokens on naked Jar Jar statues and was all for the bananas stuff. Interesting. (laughs) I mean, I would be down for it because it sounds super silly and I could just go into like who cares mode and have a good time. But some angry Irishman might not enjoy things like that dropping on them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen. Go ahead, Tim. Go ahead. Let it out. Let it out, buddy. It was a good time. And I will say. <laughs> so, <laughs> so convincing. Tell LJ about how you love his yes. format. It, it was a good do, side time. <laughs> Objectively speaking, not counting that game that I first played. I love the format. I think it's so fun. It was really cool. There was also there was a single Armada game going on that affected like uh, it was the tiebreaker. So the Imperials won the Armada game. So then if there was a tie, the Imperials yep. won the tie. Um, that just happened in Wait, the corner. Wait, played Armada. Uh, I thought it was really. Yep, the Armada. Yeah. It wasn't Worlds, but it was like the national championships, the US the US yeah. championship. I think was, was um, also going on in the same room. Neat. So. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a good time. I like the format. I really do. Uh, and I will say, let's let's give a special shout out here to my opponent, yep. Will. He's absolute gentleman. Yep, wonderful person. Wait, I was not there. He was very, he was smiling and he had me smiling and he made it so hard to be so mad. Oh, you um, were really mad. Yeah. I, I got, I've seen mad too. I got some of the saltiest. No. I I got probably the saltiest I've probably, probably ever been. Just about at the um, narrative event. At the, at at the, the fun event, beer which, and pretzels narrative event. That's not a good excuse for me, though. I want to win. There's winning and there's <laughs> losing. Everything else is just fluff. Wow. So don't even try that with me. You can win or you can lose. And Since I when lost. Was this, Remember when so I used to be the toxic tryhard one? Yeah. Tim really let that LVO three and one go. Man, to his head winning has changed you too. The winds have changed. The winds have changed. Once you tasted the fruit, you must have more. Uh, anyway, uh, I had no more of that. Once you, once that you have thing. the delicious fruit of your and, opponent not showing up. Yes, that's right. Um, mm. But so Will, Will played very well. Uh, he actually, bless his heart, he even volunteered to play Rebels. He switched from Empire to Rebels. 
Yep. Uh, so we could even it out because we had an odd number. So he's truly a gentleman. Not only that, he... but he also had, a, there was another player who he let borrow his clone army. So it could be. Even. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's... Yes. So yes, very, very wonderful guy. He deserved a better opponent than <laughs> me, but he got me. Um, and we just got, who, man, it, it was basically just a game of kill points and that's yep. it. Yep. And there was a battle. There's a probe droid in the middle that shot at everybody. We played that wrong, by the way, which also probably affected our game immensely, actually, because I put it in like his field and actually probably would have changed a lot of things. But that's okay. We learn. And so he got the probe droid pretty early on. And Jin got this like awesome sword that did like four damage or four red dice, rather, and pierce one on top of it. It was an insane sword. It was really scary. But anyway. And so he got that early on, and it just became a game of kill each other. Um, and I definitely let's let's be honest here. I pressed way too hard. I got way too aggressive with it, and that's what cost me the game in the end. But my dice did me no favors. And let's just be clear: I was never mad at Will. Will was a wonderful guy. He didn't do anything wrong. I was just mainly mad at the dice, and uh, it was bad. At one point, I rolled six hits on him to wipe out a squad. And he rolled six blocks. I love it. On white as dice. You do. So, yeah, as, as you do, I guess. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure Ben and I did the math on that, and it was like a 1.37% chance of that ever happening. But it happened, um, and it was bad. But anyway, it was a fun game overall. And honestly, even still, even with all the setbacks, with all the salt I had, and I'll, again, I'm in full transparency, uh, had that been a competitive event, I probably would have earned myself a, yes. a probably a hard warning, and I deserve that hard Some warning. Delicious I have points, no arguments there, but not yes, the good I kind. I have no arguments. There. I've never, I've never earned points in an event before, but I definitely deserve them there. Um, but anyway, and so it came down to the whole game. I had a short trooper who was in a heavy cover crater. And he had to kill a sniper, and he rolled to kill the sniper, and he couldn't kill the sniper. And then he had a Will had a unit pop around the corner and shoot him with like a three black die attack, or not? It was a yeah, I think a three black die attack. He needed to roll. It was two black die. Excuse me, two black die. He needed to roll a crit to get through heavy cover and suppression and everything. He rolls one crit. Yep, that happens. At this point, actually right before this point, let's pause here. So I shot the sniper, failed, and I knew that was probably going to cost me the game. At this point, LJ comes over, knowing that I'm very salty and sour, and he says, hey, have this, and like dropped a cool thing, and hey, here, equip this to this squad. He gave me a gun that gave me like four red dice, and it would have definitely made a difference in the game, unless I just completely blanked. It would probably would have won me the game. But all my units that could have used it had already activated, and so it literally did nothing. And I said, I needed this about two minutes ago, and this would have won me the game. He said, oh, sorry. They do and then he walked away. Yes, well, and so I mean, it did nothing. That's what happens when you got to manage eight tables. And so then he popped around the corner, shot me, rolled a crit, and so the whole game, the entire game, came down to a red defense die roll. And... Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you see my red dice. You've heard me talk about my red dice. So shocker of the century. You saved it. The red die was oh. blank. No, so so let me ask you this. Blank. Yes. If the dice were so terrible <laughs> and so awful all game, how did it They're come awful. down to a single die roll? Ooh, good question. That makes because no dice sense. Are awful. Stop whispering. Don't question it. 
<laughs> Don't this is not a quiet it. It was place. Just bad. This is. <laughs> If, if, just... you, if you're going to be a salty person this whole game and that it still comes down to a single die roll, it just seems like you're being a prick and not actually getting rolled off the table. Tim, never. Right. So here's the thing. No. Uh, no. I just, it, it was bad. I just couldn't get any damage through. It was rough. Couldn't get it through. Uh, E-Web rolled four blanks, got completely just nuked off the table in one hit. So... Answer, that, yeah. But you haven't. Yeah, like, I, your, I'm, your I'm taking it to uh, answer. a very poli- politics answer. <laughs> I didn't hear half of what your question was because you cut out there because of your crappy internet. So continue. Mm-hmm. Easy. <laughs> why, why did the again, game, if it was so bad against you, why mm-hmm. did the game come down to a single die roll? Because I was doing good damage. However. I was losing everybody because I couldn't save red dice for my life. Never trust so your the red bodies dice. Were just flying the whole off the moral board. of that game, yes, units were flying off the board is completely correct. Uh, the whole moral of that story is don't trust your dice. They will always betray you. Yes. Don't get mad at your opponent because when they're a wonderful person like Will was, he's just trying to be friendly and, and I wasn't having any of it. And I was trying to be to hold it back and not use it against him and strike him down. Just believe in the heart of the dice. I did, and there was no heart in those dice. Only, only just a black hole where my heart could That's be. That's just because they know you. Since yeah. you played the uh, the kill point scenario, yeah, I know you've been an advocate for that to be an objective card before. I know when we talked yes. about the skirmish cards, you were very excited. Yes. Now that you've played it, do you still feel that way? Yes, and again, at the end of the day, dice being what they were, everything all considered, I mainly lost because I pushed too hard. I I didn't play. I played as if there was going to be an objective put down at any time because I didn't know if there would be or not, and so I just pushed up too far, too hard for no reason. Gotcha. Yeah. If I if I had played it correctly, then I would have probably almost certainly won, especially as an imperial with shores and flamethrowers and things. But I didn't. Well, and it's a wacky format. So. As always, as always, I was mad at, mad at myself, mad at dice. That's it. <laughs> How'd your second narrative game go? Uh, well, that one, the dice weren't great, but I mean, I can, it went both ways, so they were fine. I'm not going to sit here and, and harp on that. That's, they were fine. Um, it was against a triple taunt list. Uh, boss did some good damage against them. I got to Remtilia Rampage, like, turn two, because the taunts moved so far up. Uh, it was basically ma- moisture evaporators, but the statues of Jar Jar were the evaporators. Um, <laughs> And kind you could, of, like, yeah. Kind of. Yes, kind of. And you could, like, damage them or fix them, like, an unlimited amount of time. So it was just, you didn't have to hold all of them. You just had to hold a couple of them and keep activating them. Um, it was interesting. I liked the victory top. I really did. I thought it was cool. Um, victory, I think it was turn five. Victory points-wise, or no, it was turn four. Turn four. Excuse me. Um, victory points-wise, I was winning four to nothing. No, four to one. However, that was going to change very soon. So my problem was I nuked a Taun unit and then I killed two other Taun models. So the only two Tauntauns left on the board were one model and one model. However, because they're so fast, by that point they were in my back line and they just they just pushed everything around. And this is, again, my big problem with them. I think the more I play them, it's not their 
it's it's their action economy and it's their speed and their disruptability of what they can do to your backline with with nothing I can do about it. It's impossible for me to stop unless I can kill them before they get there, which then you're just hoping. But they just they just ran around and they pushed all my guys. They popped in, popped out, popped in, popped out of of melee. And there's multiple units there, so they did it all legally. Um, right. I I forget the player I played against. And I'm sorry. Uh, he was a very good player, uh, so he played it very well. Um, just couldn't get my units across in time. And also, I played too wide because I didn't realize he was going to clump all on one side. And so my poor snows were, like, plodding along in the snow, trying to get across the map, like, running across the entire map width-wise, or lengthwise, whatever you want to call it, and it was rough. Um, so I, I was winning. Matthew Bronson was your opponent. Yes. Yes, Matthew. Yes. Great guy. Um, and I did notice, I actually paused for a second. I walked over to the bounty board and I saw that there was a bounty and it was the only one actually I really cared about all weekend. And it was called venerate the unholy one. <laughs> and it was, it didn't say win a game. It said end the game with one of your trooper leaders touching each one of the Jar Jar statues. And I looked at the board state. I had one snowtrooper guy left in position who was, it was just the officer left. And so I, I looked at the board, I looked at the board state. I saw the writing on the wall. Cause again, I was winning, but I knew I wasn't going to win for long. And I just said, you know what? I disengage. I touch the base. You win. I conceded. Cause I, I knew that I wasn't going to win. It wasn't like I, I just gave up so I could get the trophies. It was, I lost on my terms, at least. It was a tactical retreat. <laughs> it was a, a tactical Brett surrender. Would call it enemy of the podcast. You had a moral that's right victory. moral victory. It was a tactical surrender. Yes, it's a moral victory, right? Mm. Uh, and so my prize for that was I got to keep all three Jar Jar statues on the board. So you're welcome, Knoxville. <laughs> the oh, unholy one wait. is here. <laughs> yes. Oh, they're Knoxville in my bathroom has right four now. Jar Jar statues to play with. Yes. That's exactly. That's four too so, many Jar Jars it was a good for time. my liking. <laughs> it was it was a fun game. It was a good time. Again, just it was what it was. Nothing really cray cray. Um, I think my eWeb again died. Like without no, it, it blocked some stuff, so I can't complain there. It was just it was a good game. It just couldn't punch through those tauntauns. Couldn't do it. Not in time anyway. So, but it was fun. And I got the Jar Jars. That's all I really cared about. Right. <laughs> well, as we kind of bring our coverage here to a close, I just want to ask if you two have anything you want to touch on towards the end here. I was going to ask, what was your favorite moment of the weekend at LVO? Starting with Ryan. Oh, oh gosh. Um, I don't know. Like, there was there were so many cool things between... You must choose! ...freight elevator rides, <laughs> getting to see, you know... A whole bunch of people again and meeting a whole bunch of people from the discord a first time but probably the most fun i had um was going with uh, john griffin and uh nerfly brad to uh get some pizza after the friday night heat and just like decompress um and especially me and brad like we we had a good long minute to, to kind of decompress after our our sweaty 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 game um and that was probably the most fun I had all all weekend was just getting to hang out with a with a bunch of people after we're done setting up tables and moving everything around so everybody else can can have a really good time the next right. day. It's sure. always that those That's moments, fair. you know, each night at Adepticon is always a great time. Just hanging out mm-hmm. with people, having food you don't normally get to have, things like that. Exactly. Yeah. It was Tim? a blast. 
Uh, hmm. My games were a lot of fun. I think it's it's kind of a tie for me. It was either getting to cast with Alex because that was just such a cool moment and being able to ask questions and, and have that this tactical discussion on a level that we don't normally get to have just because, I mean, he, he has the answers. Right. Um, Did you tell him that Pierce is just, a mistake? You just use it as a sounding board. No, I didn't. I should have, but I didn't. Um, I wish I had. I, if I had remembered to, I would mm-hmm. have. But anyway. Uh, but no, I was just talking about like, oh, well, yeah, we could do this. You could do that. And he's like, yeah, that's that's a good idea. I was like, what? <laughs> I had a good idea? Uh, really? Me? But then, <laughs> yeah. No, Did but I stutter? get it. I, I remember uh, the first Adepticon event, no. you know, when Legion had just come out that weekend. He was like the judge. Yeah. And so I like did a judge call and it's like, hey, what's your question? And I was like, uh... <laughs> I was expecting someone who didn't design the game. <laughs> yeah, you're expecting a servant, right. not God. Well, something so like that, yeah. And then my, I had a stupid yeah. question about whether Cover 3 existed. It did not. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um, but, but anyway, so it was probably a tie between that and then honestly also uh, just going out to eat Sunday night with a whole bunch of uh, Fifth Trooper guys like uh, Mike and the guy that's in charge of Fifth Trooper or whatever his name is. And, Sh- Shermansky, um, I think is his name. Yeah, whatever. He's got Shalele-ski? I'm not going to even try. Yeah, Shalele-ski. Yeah, it's, yes. It's not worth us trying. He's too He's too good for us anyway, he's supposedly. He's beyond our power. Up on, his, he, up on his high castle up in upstate He's like the New Balrog. York. The fake New York. It's the fake New York, and y'all know it. Anyway. Oh, um, tell him. But going out and being able to hang out with them and <laughs> have a... Uh, Watch out, Buffalo. What did you say? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> <laughs> all right um, so you had a lovely time with these but people, being yes. able yes being able to hang out with them um having so many jokes about what entailed a tequila flight there was a probably a half hour discussion including Is a that tequila on an airplane graph and discussion about what entails a uh a flight is it three or four shots evidently at this place it was three mm. so mike cirillo it's, it's and i had to share yeah. a shot um <laughs> but anyway uh we had a good time it was a blast we were all just dying laughing at just the dumbest things because at that point you're just all exhausted but also having so much fun and it was just right. cool it was a cool i have one further question okay. for you tim yes what was your favorite drink that was you purchased or were handed at this oh. event well, that's a good. That's a good caveat there, because handed happened a couple times. Um, ah, oh, you know, I think it was actually probably the gin and tonics. They were nice and fresh and light. He did a really good job making them. It kept them kept them strong. Wasn't complaining. It was a good time. If Ben were kept here, he'd be very happy with your choice. Yeah, it was. Like, yeah, it's it very be. spritzy. You know, keeps refreshing. You, keeps you awake doesn't weigh you down. It is. It's very refreshing. I would have preferred a mojito, but I don't think he had those. All right. You know, before we wrap up here, I do want to briefly cover events that we're going to in the yep near near future. Now that January is over and it's super weird, uh, <laughs> time keeps marching yeah. on, man. <laughs> it never stops for nobody. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, we're recording tonight. We have. Four Legion tournaments, four weekends in a row coming up for me and Ryan, so that's super exciting. And two of those, two of those are going to be, you know, big prime championships. We've got Gigabytes in Atlanta on the eighth, and another at Dicehead on the twenty second. Yes, so we've sir. got both those coming yes. up. I will sadly, sadly, I'll miss the uh, Gigabytes one, but I'll make the uh, Dicehead one. 
And in between those two events, we are having our own local local event at Sci-Fi City. Right. So if you are, you know, want to come hang out, you should you should do that on the fifteenth. Was it, it's the fifteenth? Yep. Yeah. And then that one. looming in the in the distance is the, the Great Adepticon. Whether or not we will have our Odepto world Con. events yep. tickets or not, you know, <laughs> I think Ben and I have resolved that Working we're just going to be hanging out there with or without invites, just spending time assisting Working in whatever it. way we can, you know, just having a good time with it. And so to pull a bit of yeah. an audible on our notes, uh, we do have June 12th through the 14th. I don't have all the details yet. We'll be ATC in Cleveland, Tennessee. Ooh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's already around the corner. Jeez. Yep. That's crazy. Um, I mean, it's June and it's only January, but it's February by the time yeah, you're listening. Yeah, but still, you're going to be coming around the corner real um, quick. And then, I don't know about you two, but I've already got my Gen Con badge. Whoa. So, uh, it's actually, once we hang up with this phone call, I'm going to uh, I'm going to do that and get those badges. So, I'm gonna we're going to try for two years in a row to get a press badge for the Stabcast. Uh, didn't get us oh, a ton last awesome. year, but the thing that it did get us is we were the only... Uh, legion podcast that had a press badge Ooh, so that was pretty dope yeah that's awesome that uh, is awesome suck it, oh. <laughs> oh oh you said his name right look at that is that how it's pronounced oh i thought it was just pronounced schmuck but you know, what do i know okay i think we need to get out of here yeah <laughs> yeah before before you know he shuts the internet down on us because i'm pretty sure he can do that now he's that's almost right. got all the Legion Podcast Infinity Stones mm-hmm. on his gauntlet. Some of us will never fall until you offer us the right price. He will taste it. Oh, no. He take at a least a, a dollar. Beer, so. He's, he's <laughs> got... Right. He, he bought us. It's yeah. fine. I need at least one more tequila fight bar. I be a little, think about a it. a little blurb at the end of the episode that's like, brought to you by the Fifth Trooper Network. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, there will not. All right. Before we no, do, sell, our, the, sell ourselves They claim to be the elite. Souls. We are not is, the elite. We are the, we are the Thank scruffy you guys for... city spending your uh, your paint time your drive time your work time whatever it is that you listen to us we sure do appreciate it and until next time i'm reminding you for the love of god do better than tim at major events because he'll never let you forget it i'm tim hannah reminding you that no matter who your friends are the fifth trooper can and will buy them out from underneath you <laughs> okay uh and i'm Wilhelm reminding you that i wish i'd gone to lvo and ben fowler's dead and- Yep, Ben Veller's dead. Have a good night, Have a good night, everybody. (laughs) That's fine. Have a good night. He's probably in negotiations with Jay right now. Going behind our backs. Collusion. Tim. And then while you're looking, I'm here. I, was, I, was, I knew you had a big spiel going on. I just didn't want to. Oh, so you just weren't. You're just but, not uh, listening to me. Oh no, not at all. I'm building lists. Oh wow, phone. cool um, man. It's like we're live in the bathroom with just, Tim, huh? You're just giving. You're just giving us like all the shout outs and all the. the I, follow the. I things. try, and then you <laughs> never do. <laughs> I listened to you two talk for an hour and ten minutes, and this is the thanks I get. <laughs> I you had an opportunity that. to butt in. Uh.